Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends. Family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you. Then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you. Let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste some good food on place. What up, what up, what up? What's good with it, wealthy people? You are now tuned in to your favorite show, the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, David Bellard, your brother on your wealth building journey. And I'm here with my brother from another, Jalen Clark. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, dog. I am amazing. Back in Dallas for a long haul now. I didn't enter my contract in Tennessee, so I'm great, dog. Out of Trashville, my dog. Yeah, man, out of Trashville, Tennessee. So it's feeling, feeling amazing, man. I'm really happy, happy to get this episode started yeah. man because we got we got some great great information we're about to go over a topic that uh we have never covered facts that i'm pretty sure a lot of people have never covered but uh it's a great influence in our community that's a fact that's a fact and these brothers are trailblazers in their own yeah, right that is definitely a fact man and uh yeah bro so i'm excited as well this is something i've been looking forward to for a while but uh, before we get started Gotta let them know, y'all. Please leave us a five star rating and review, and make sure y'all donate in the show notes so we can help, so y'all can help us get our uh, studio. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely, y'all. definitely. And while we plug in a couple things, definitely want to let y'all know about the Black Men Summit yes, coming up October twenty second. Uh, this is gonna be probably a week after this releases. So if you haven't already, get I need you to tickets. grab your tickets. Get them uh, now. We have in person and virtual tickets available. So if you can't come out to Dallas, Texas, you can get your people in the door to be a part of this one of a kind, unique event. Only twenty five bucks. You can stream the whole event. Uh, if you are available to come in town, we actually have just upgraded our itinerary. We're going to have three days worth of events now. At first, it was going to be one day. So now we're going to have three days. Uh, the first day, we're going to be out there at Texas Live. No, up. That's the third day. Yeah. The first day we're gonna have a mixer uh, with the women. Yeah, I know the, the women been looking, man. They've been yeah. like, they so been women, like, man, y'all can tap all, in. all these black men gonna be here town. Y'all ain't got nothing to do with the women. It's like uh, I'm still laughing. This is one older lady. She had hit us up and she was like, I need y'all to get a list of all the single black men <laughs> and yeah, hand it out to the women so we can have more marriage in the community. I was like, I don't think that's how that's gonna work. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we we could try. You know what I'm saying? We so try. brothers, if y'all looking for women too, we 
gonna have that the first day. The second day is gonna be just for the brothers. We women, you are invited to volunteer. So if you want to come on through, you know, you're looking yeah, for them. Yeah, you know actually get the the production side of everything. Y'all can definitely help us out with that side. So, and then the third day we're gonna have uh Texas Live for the Cowboys game and then a private boat party. So Man, Black Men's Summit is going to be lit. If, up, if you haven't already, like I said, grab your tickets. The link to the Black Men's Summit will be in the show notes. But, yeah, man, I look forward to seeing y'all there. But that's enough of that. As I was saying before, man, I am super excited about today's episode. We got two brothers out here from Houston, Texas, man, that are absolutely doing something amazing. They have the first animation studio in Houston, Texas that just so happens to be black owned. Yes, sir. And they are the fan. I'm a fan of their work. As you can see, I got on the shirt, man. They own their own animation studio out here in Houston. Uh, and they are the creators of God Punch. And the creators of Studio Maho, I'm saying mm-hmm. that correctly. Yep, yep. Uh, we got Pat Thomas and Allende Hall. How y'all doing, brothers? What's going on, Good. man? Happy to be here, bro. Yes. Doing great, man. I'm happy that y'all could pull up, man. I'm glad that y'all came out from the H, man. I know you mentioned it. Y'all came up for the pod, bro. Like I was mm-hmm. telling Jalen, I was super excited about this. I personally, I've been an anime fan my whole life, I think. Most Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball started me. Yo. Not Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Like... It, it's one of those things as Jalen uh, alluded to it at the beginning, man. Uh, this is something that is big in the black community. I don't yeah, think absolutely. a lot of us always think about it, but how many of us, when we were little, little kids, yeah. was running home from the bus Three trying, o'clock. trying to catch two nine, Trying to catch two uh-huh. nine, uh-huh. So I think it's so amazing that you guys have actually taken that influence and started to build your own business in that space. Yeah. But um, before I get into it, man, I would love for y'all to just introduce yourselves to our audience and then kind of lead them into how y'all connected to start this. For sure, for sure. Um, my name is Patrick, Patrick Thomas. Um, I'm a founder of Studio Maho. I'm a writer for God Punch. I'm a co-writer for our other series that we're working on called Blade Titans. I'm from Natchitoches, Louisiana. Um, it ain't pronounced the way you spell it, but we're here, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I live in Houston, Texas, and I've been there for going on four years now. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Uh, Allende Hall. I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I go by Yin Designs, uh, Cocogen Creates on social media platforms. I'm the artist for God Punch, co-founder of Studio Maho. Uh, I do the art and I write for Blade Titans, and I'm the creator for that series. So, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's mm-hmm. up. So, I kind of want to talk about what 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 inspired the idea of a anime, anyway, a black-owned anime. So for me, when I was growing up, you know, like you say, used to watch Dragon Ball all the time. Uh, me and my little cousins, we used to like draw our favorite characters or whatever, and we used to like color on black, you know. Facts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you used to color thing. on black, you know. Um, as I got older, you know, my imagination kind of started to develop a little more, and I would do fan fiction, and I would just create a character and put them inside of another universe, you know, like Teen Titans, Naruto, Dragon Ball, whatever. Um, but eventually, I kind of got to a point where I was like, well, this will never be canon. You know, it'll never be real. You know, like the writers would never acknowledge this. So instead of doing that, why don't I just do my own? You know, and at first it was like, OK, I just want to do this as something fun, you know. Uh, but after a while, like I started sending out the script to more and more people for the idea that I had. And they were like, OK, where's the next one? What's next? What's the next chapter? And I was like, wait. Okay, y'all really like this. All right, um, this was gonna be it, but okay, we, we could do more. And man, from there, it turned into one series, 
one series turned into two, and then that's when me and Andy kind of realized like this is just bigger than a series. Like we could do so much more, mm-hmm. and so we just had the idea to just say you know forget it. Let's go out and do a studio, man. So what brought up God Punch specifically for you? How'd you come up with that name? So with God Punch, I remember it was 2015. And I was still living at home in Natchitoches. I was preparing to move to Texas to start graduate school. And around that time, like, I was pestering God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everybody has, a you know, a guardian angel. So for some reason, I was just, like, really pestering God. I was like, you know, okay, who's my guardian angel? And so I remember one night, I fell asleep. And in the dream, like, there was, like, an actual angel that presented itself to me. And I thought to myself, like, somehow I knew. I was like, this is Michael, like, the archangel. And I woke up and I was like, man, it would be kind of dope like if I wrote about this, you know, just from like my perspective. And so I continued to write and eventually, you know, I kind of got like a synopsis together. But then I was like, okay, you need a cool last name if we're going to really do this. You know, you need something that's catchy. So I was like, hmm, God Punch. And I was like, God Punch. Uh, That's it. Quick, catchy, rolls right off the tongue. I like it. And we just kind of went from there. So, man, I think about the anime industry. I often look at it like from the business aspect of it. I think um, we kind of discounted as just cartoons sometimes, but I was looking into it and anime is a $20 billion industry, bro. Yes. So as some brothers getting creating their own studio, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, like, how have y'all started to tap into this industry? So. With it being like such a versatile industry, because I mean, you got to think like it's, it's more than just the animation. Like you got the merch, you got the mm-hmm. clothes, you got the video games, you know, you got plushies, you know, you got conventions, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that we had for a studio was let's try and touch a little bit of everything. So we continue to expand the studio and bring on people that, you know, have some experience doing this, you know, like. We just brought on a good friend of mine, uh, Kisa, and she's, you know, in fashion school. And so I'm like, okay, you're in fashion school. I'm going to put you in charge of the clothing and the merchandise so you can design us some custom made outfits, you know, so we could put really put that out there. You know, we got a great marketing team as well. So, you know, we got marketers who, okay, like I have a degree in this, you know, I'm not just cool on Twitter. You know, I really do this. Um, they're the ones who are helping us come up with strategies so we can try and touch the masses. You know, we got actual animators who can actually create the content and bring it to life. We got artists, you know, and we also got assistance for the artists, you know. So it's really trying to put different people in the place under one umbrella so that we could touch everything and have like a lot of hands and a lot of different pots so we can try and get some of that money. Hey, that's what's up. And at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With with the industry, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at, you kind of went into it, building out that team. Yeah. 
what you, I know you mentioned, so you got marketers, mm -hmm. you have um, people who are actually doing the design. So mm -hmm. you got designers, animators. Mm -hmm. What is needed to start a studio? Hmm. I, I talked about this the other day, but I think you really want to know what you want your studio to do. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of studios, they serve like different purposes. You know, you got some studios, they just do like editing, you know, for sounds and for videos and things. And like some of them just do, you know, videography and things like that. The, the first step, in my opinion, is to really know, OK, what is it that I want my studio to do? And from there, you start trying to find the people that could really fill in those gaps. Mm -hmm. And for us, the big thing was, OK, he and I have too much on our plate right now because we're trying to run the business and create the content as well. So we need people to make sure that we to, to alleviate that burden, you know, so that we could get back to actually putting stuff out, you know, because it's cool to actually have a studio. Don't mean shit if you ain't got nothing to put out, though, mm -hmm. you know. So right. that was really the process of like trying to recruit. But I would say think of what you want your studio to do and then just go from there. Gotcha. gotcha. So I want to go back a little bit because okay. I think I kind of jumped over yeah, some yeah. stuff, man. So I want to get to how you and Allende connected, man, because. Okay. And I end up, I want to bring you in on the conversation as well, bro. Because like, you had the idea, mm -hmm. but you're not the animator, right? You're mm -hmm. not you're not the person who can draw. So how did you brothers connect? And like, how did you bring this to life, Ayende? So uh, when we used to tell the story, we we both thought yeah. that he was the one that hit me up, like mm -hmm. DM me first mm -hmm. about uh, a commission, which became the first uh, like the cover for our our first chapter of God Punch, uh, the one that's in color, not the one with the train, but the yeah, the one that's in color. Um, but I actually hit him up. It was a, a thread on Twitter uh, of people just boosting work from artists, right? Uh, saying, hey, you know, post your stuff under this thread and make a massive thread and we'll just boost it out there so that, you know, if you guys are looking for commissions or any kind of work, people can find you easier, right? So... I put my stuff under the thread. I had two hits, one from a guy that I didn't end up working with. I just like the style didn't match what I was doing. Um, and it wasn't for an anime or anything. It was just like just some random commission. Mm -hmm. Then Pat was saying that he needed uh, somebody to be to do a commission of a, a cover right mm -hmm. for his series. And it was a you know anime series or, or a manga. And I was like, yeah, you know, let me hit him up, see what he's talking about, because he liked my post. And uh, yeah, I ended up doing that commission for him. Uh, I was still in college at the time. I was a senior. So that was end of 2018. Right? Yeah, yeah, end of 2018. Yeah. So I did that commission. We stayed in touch because we both had series that we were working on. Like I had my personal stuff. He had his series. Uh, we were trying to get with another company at a time. At the time, it turned out they weren't accepting submissions that year randomly. Like the one year we tried to submit, they're not, yeah. you know, <laughs> and they weren't doing it. So um, we just stayed in touch. And then May of next year in 2019, I was uh, about to graduate. And he hits me up. Uh, he's like, hey, can you come on and, you know, be the the artist for this series? Like, like just the actual artist for the series. And I, I was kind of like in my in my dorm staring at the message for a good 30 minutes. I was like, <laughs> I'm about to graduate college yeah. and I, I'm going to I know I'm going to be looking for a job. You know, um, do I really want to, like, be working on something while I'm doing that? And um uh, Shoot, the rest is history. I took that leap of faith. Yeah, we, we here now. We here now. It's three years later. So, mm -hmm. what up, made man. you accept it? I mean, that's always what I wanted to do, right? Like, I went to school for uh, for fine arts. Graduated in fine arts. I went to school not knowing what I was going to do in mm -hmm. fine arts. I always loved comics and drawing and stuff like that. But I went in like I don't know how I'm going to make a career out of this. Um, I went there 
initially wanting to paint, ended up painting, didn't really work out. I mean, like, not that I wasn't good at it, but I just don't have the patience to sit there for eight hours working on a painting. That's not for me. Um, so I switched up my major and went into digital art and animation. Hmm. And uh, while I ended up with an animation degree, uh, being one of the first people to graduate with an animation degree from that school, I went to Southwestern University. Um, I didn't end up using the 3D animation because I was still more partial to that traditional 2D style. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So Pat hitting me up was just kind of like catering to my my actual interest. You know, I was like, yeah, that's something I, I would love to make a career out of, just like drawing comics or something. So that's that's kind of what happened. You know, I ended up accepting that, and now I got to, now we got two series. That's dope. Two, that's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. And whenever y'all were talking about the year y'all submitted to another another studio that y'all were trying to work with, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out, it made me think in my head about the story with Jay Z. Right? Yeah. Jay Z Rockefeller. The reason they started their own label mm-hmm. was because nobody would would sign them. It's not right. be nobody would have signed y'all, mm-hmm. right. but. Y'all didn't have the opportunity to sign with anybody. Yeah. So y'all went ahead and started y'all own. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And for Jay-Z and them back then in fucking what, 2000, 1990, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, they had to print CDs and they had to mm-hmm. go out there on the street to build a fan base. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like, after you guys came together and started joining forces, how did y'all start to get, it out get a fan base? Yeah, yeah, like, how did you start getting out the yeah. actual story of God Punch? So, like, um... We started pushing it, you know what I'm saying, heavy via social media. Um, a podcast gave us the opportunity to come on and, you know, kind of talk about the series more. And, um, you know, it kind of went from there because once, you know, the followers from that, that podcast heard about it, you know, more podcasts start reaching out to us. But um, just like how, like, rappers sell, like, CDs out the trunk, you yep. know, we was going at conventions, you know, with the backpack on, you know, <laughs> selling the books out the backpack, you it. know. Um, and that was before, you know, we started getting boots and things of that nature, you know, really, you know, kind of getting invited to conventions and stuff like that. But I mean. <laughs> Wait, so y'all was straight gorilla with it, like. Bro, like, we would go to conventions <laughs> as guests with the backpack. Backpack on with like sixty books, and we was backpack was heavy as shit. But we was pushing yeah. them, you know. You're um, just talking about the series, walking around the convention, like, hey man, you know we we got our own series. I don't think we had. Did we have business cards yet? We didn't have business cards. I don't think yet. we had business cards business yet. Card. The book was a business card. You know. So like. Where did y'all go to get the book printed? Did y'all have to go through a certain publisher? It was like, like a company. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we like at this point, you know, we self-publish, you know, since we pay for everything. Um, but we definitely like went through a company to like make sure we got some good quality books out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as, with the book being the business card, we all selling these copies. Oh there? yeah, we, uh, yeah. So we don't got chased out of conventions. Like, <laughs> like, wonder, like, like for real, like y'all just kind of walking around like, hey, yo, look. Hey man, I know you're a fan of anime because I think that's super smart. And like mm-hmm. for business owners out there, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Go you're going where an audience yeah. already is. Your target audience is mm-hmm. there, right. so you pay whatever the fee is to attend this this convention. Mm-hmm. And instead of just going as a consumer, yeah. you going like, I got my product. I'm gonna push it. Yeah. I don't care if I got a booth. I don't care if I'm licensed by any means necessary. Because yeah. that's how you get your brand out there in the hands of people. I know I learned about God Punch through social media. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you sent it to me. Yeah, Jalen sent it to me. I said. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Some black people with an anime? Yeah. Like, I've been watching anime since I was a kid. Let me tap in. Yeah. I read the first chapter. I was like, oh, this is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Well, let me look when the next one coming yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? So I love that you guys went out there and got it out the, got it off the ground like that because I think 
a lot of times we make excuses about mm-hmm. trying to build a fan base and trying to get an audience, but you went to capture that that target audience where they are. Yeah, I mean, it's, for me, I've always been the type of person, I, I always challenge myself to say, well, how bad do you want it? You know, um, we got invited to New York to meet with like a pretty big publishing company um, at a convention. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to New York. You know, and so sure enough, like we flew out there, you know, and had the meeting, you know, and they still have a copy of our stuff to this day. You know, we still keep in contact with them. Um, but it's just about how bad, did, you know, how bad do you want to chase your dream? Like I said, man, we got chased our conventions by security, you know, for trying to give stuff to people, you know, coming over from Japan, you know, so we could really push the agenda. But by any means necessary, because up until this point, it's worked. Were you ever worried? If you would give them this this piece of information, they would steal your type, your contact, your intellectual property. I have a very good attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that part, but also like the people that we were reaching out to were like these are like directors of, of studios and stuff. And number one, we don't you don't really have to worry about. Japanese people trying to make a black anime. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Characters white, which is like the most mind-blowing shit to mm-hmm. me. I've always wondered, like, you ever thought about that? Yeah. Like, why are Japanese people drawing white characters? Yeah. yeah. So we were not really, that wasn't even really a thought in our mind. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to, like, put put it out there because those types of studios, even though they may not make that themselves, mm-hmm. we could easily... You know, we, we have enough cloud and enough money. We take it over there. It's and be like, to, hey, it's, it's trying to infiltrate that market. You know, yeah, you we know? can infiltrate that market and yeah. and and make make those connections. But so. our, our our big thing was, you know, before we really start trying to put stuff out heavy, was like protect your content. Yeah. You know, like like I said, we got a really great attorney. Um, so we reached out to her and was like, hey, like, can we get the ball rolling so we go and get this trademark? You know, we want to make sure, like, when we put this out, we own it. Nobody can take it from us. Smart. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's super smart. We talked about that with uh, Saludo on the episodes not too many long, not too long ago. Like too many of us, we put our ideas out there and then we don't have the mm-hmm. things in place to yep. own our IP. So it's smart great that, that y'all had that yeah, vision, yep. that mm-hmm. forethought. Yep. Because now you really invested in your vision. If somebody mm-hmm. come and try to steal y'all shit, guess what? Cease and desist. Cease and desist. Yep. Stop money. <laughs> Cease and desist, you know. So I wanted to get into the books a little bit more. Okay. Uh, so I know y'all were out here trapping them out. You said you're self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get into like some of the, the cost of that? Like, So whenever you go into self-publishing, how much do you have to front? And then like, what type of return is that on that? So going into self-publishing, usually we kind of like ballpark, like, okay, how many are we going to need for this convention? Um, I was like, how much do we do we usually pay for just for mixing this? Like what? Um, well, if you want to start out like like how we started out with chapter one, mm-hmm. I think when we first did that, we had uh, we only did like sixty copies or something. Yeah, it, like that. it was it was a it was a small amount. We could easily pay for it. It only cost eighty bucks or something like that. Yeah. To get so 60, 60 copies. copies. Yep. So that's what, like, 
It's like a dollar like, something a book. Yeah, something. like a dollar twenty five something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. real cheap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we we had those made, and then uh, it was up to us doing all the work on social media to like yeah. market it out there. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, like he said, going on the podcast, spreading the word out there, mm-hmm. um, and really just and then going to conventions. You know, yeah. spreading the word verbally, and people actually being able to see us. Yeah. as the faces of the series yeah. and not just online like oh, who made this yeah. you know what I'm saying so, we really start picking up traction like once we got like the physical copies cause it's like oh I could hold this mm-hmm. now. I could right. put this on my bookshelf you know and so like you said you know a dollar and some change per copy then it's on us to alright how much are we gonna charge for this mm-hmm. alright well maybe we could bring in you know a couple extra dollars if we charge for autographs cause we might be famous one day and somebody will appreciate that yep. you know alright well we got to ship out now, you know? So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we did, man, it just, it came out of pocket, you know? And even to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like we, you're not, you know, as established as we like to be, as we will be in the future. So some of the stuff we doing is like, all right, cool. Like, Hey, man, we got to pitch in, you know, we got to get it out there. And luckily, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody on the studio is like, Hey man, we believe in it. How much you need, you know, like, let's get it going. That's, that's important. Having a team that believe in your vision. Yeah. yeah. So there's a few things I want to kind of peel back from that. The first thing was mm-hmm. you said that, you know, y'all started picking up traction whenever y'all got the physical copies. Mm-hmm. Y'all are actually doing digital copies as well, right? Talk about what was that like for you? How'd y'all find that uh, website that would actually let y'all do the uh, digital versions? Yeah, like on yeah. Webtoon. Oh, so, Webtoon. Oh, yeah. so um, we started releasing on this app called Webtoon. Um, it's like a Korean app where they do like you know different original series and things of that nature. But with Webtoon, the beautiful part about this was like you could upload your own work there as well. Mm-hmm. And so I just learned about it because I read series on that website. And so once I started like okay, like we could upload our stuff for free. We can continue to upload, and they have like a really really big audience. Like all right, cool. This is this will be like a place where we can gain some traction. So pretty much. You know, whenever we would try and push the agenda, be like, all right, cool, well, we're selling them. But I mean, if you want, you know, you can go here for free and read them, you know, and you know, <laughs> team of like mixtape. Yeah. yeah, team of fussers be like, don't tell them they can go read it for free. But it's like, you know, I'm in it for the love of the game just as much as I am for financial security. And me, you know, doing it for the love of the game, I want you to actually enjoy the content that we make. You know, I'm not just trying to make a dollar, you know. Um, it's important, you know, for, for you to actually like what we put out. I want you to like it because it's good, not just because it's black, right. you know? Yeah. I want you to support it, you know, as well because I'm black. But my thing is, like, I have, I, want, I have, I take pride in my work, you know? And so I want you to support this because you like it. Me being black or us being black, that's only a, that's only a positive. That's the icing mean? on the that's cake. That's the icing yeah. on the cake, you know? It actually being good is what's important to me. So I, I kind of want to go deeper yeah, yeah, into yeah. like the actual anime side, right? Okay. For people who are not familiar with anime, anime is just basically a Japanese version of animated content, right? It's, a, it's mm-hmm. animation from Japan. So yeah. there's also another part to it, though, which you were just alluding to, the actual manga, which is the comic the Jap- form. Yep. The comic form. Mm-hmm. So can we just talk about some of the differences, how y'all bringing in some of the styling from the Japanese comics and mm-hmm. the animations, but y'all also putting, you know, yeah. the, the black spin on it, like you said. We mm-hmm. got representation where even on Naruto, right, they were like uh, the black clan uh, yeah. from Light. The, yeah, uh, from the Cloud Village. Like, yeah, the Village yeah. in the Cloud. Yeah, Killer B being a rapper still like the most racist <laughs> shit in the world. But he got, got cornrows, man. <laughs> At least he had cornrows. He got cornrows. Like, like, he got a rap. <laughs> and shit. Like, he had white hair that didn't even really go yeah. with it. So, like, it's cool that y'all got a sister mm-hmm. with a 
fro, mm. but you can also kind of see some of the influence. The, yeah. yeah, the influence. So mm-hmm. kind of going to the styles and how y'all merged and meshed all of that. Yeah, it, it was really important to, to pay homage, you know, to, to this community that I'm trying to respectfully infiltrate, you know, um, Man, I, I read this stuff, you know, I consume it. I've been consuming it since as long as I can remember, man. So me making sure that I do it right, you know, like that was super important to me. And I mean, even over there, you know what I'm saying? Like they have different art styles, they have different writing styles, different paneling styles. So you know, everybody puts their own twist to it, you know, but there's like a certain foundation that, you know, it's like a checklist, you know, it got to contain these things. So my goal was to try and, you know, hit as much of that checklist as I possibly can while making sure that, you know, the people know that we're responsible for this. We're behind this. Gotcha. Yeah, checklist? I was going ahead. That's all you know, I was about to ask. I, I would know, say, like, you know, definitely the black and white, you know, um, the way that they panel, you know, just kind of being in this industry, you know, you learn about the difference between Japanese manga and American comics, where in American comics, you know, it's more dialogue heavy, you know, the, the chat bubbles are like really big versus Japanese manga, you know, the, the art kind of tells the story just as much as the words do. So, you know, you don't get, you know, all those text heavy dialogue boxes, you know, um, maybe two or three lines sometimes unless you get in the info dump, but the art is what really sells the story. So it's, it's making sure they're like, okay, I have to learn how to write like them too. You know, like I can't just tell the story like them. Like I have to adjust everything. And so I got like I, the expressions on the characters need to tell exactly, part of the story. Exactly. And so I became a student of the game. We both did. And like, that's kind of like the beauty of our friendship and our relationship because it's like, okay, we had to develop that chemistry on, okay, how can we tell this story but make sure that like it really is influenced by them and this is not like just some American comic, you know, in black and white. Gotcha. And then uh, like some of the other differences, I know the, the hallmark differences. I never started to think about it. Is God Punch... Uh, read the same way as traditional Japanese manga. No. Is it the left to, I mean, the right to left versus no, left to so right? So when we did God Punch, like originally I wanted to, but I, something happened. Uh, I think we were told that like we wouldn't be able to like actually like take it to a publisher in America if it was read like that. So yeah. we did it. You know, was left to right. Yeah, it's left yeah. to right. Yeah, we yeah. did. I was, uh, we did God Punch left to right, and I mean, we just kind of stuck with that format. Now, like Blade Titans, our second series, that one's right to love because at that point we were like, you know what, we just gonna do it ourselves and we are gonna do it how we want to, you know. So well, and also it was for a contest. Yeah, it was, it was for a contest for a in Jump. Japan. It was for the Shonen Jump contest, yeah. and that criteria it had to be right to left. Right to left. So mm-hmm. once we started it that way, it was like, well, we're not, I'm not gonna go back and read right, sixty yeah. pages yeah. in left to right format. We might as well just keep it. Right to left, and, and I, like he said, since we're self-published now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so we can do it, it however we want. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's dope. So off camera, we are also talking about some of the other influences. You know, some of the uh, the things that anime and manga encaptures some of the mythological. Mythological, oh, fuck. Mythological. Mythological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. Y'all don't judge me. <laughs> mythological aspects of it, you know, a lot of the manga and the comics are based off of the myth- mythological presences, but y'all are also taking in some of mm-hmm. the more traditional black and uh, mm-hmm. African, and African yeah. uh, mythological presence. How are y'all fusing that in? So... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. It's trying to, like, do research, you know, whether it's, like, 
you're trying to incorporate a villain, whether you're trying to incorporate a hero, whether you're trying to include like a specific kind of lore, you know, or whether you're incorporating, you're creating your own lore and you just need like some influences. Like, oh, one second, break down lore. What is lore? Lore is kind of like some of the history, you know, behind gotcha. your story that kind of makes, you know, things turn, whether it be like artifacts, heroes, you know, villains, like legendary places, lands, things of that nature. Gotcha. You know, just, just kind of like historical stuff in the background. Um, but it's like doing research on that kind of stuff from like different countries, different cultures, and you know taking inspiration from it. Like to write, it, it takes like a lot of research, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't want to just tell the same story, you know, as somebody else, and you also don't want to like just pull from run from one place either, mm-hmm. you know. So you're just, creating your whole own world. Essentially. You're creating your yep. own world, and I mean. That's the beauty of writing because you could take from other people's worlds and use it as influence. You know, hopefully, 60, 70 years down the line, somebody will be able to take from our worlds and, you know, kind of, you know, start their own series. And I kind of want to get into the animation styles. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that y'all were telling us was like the actual fighting sequences and everything that's based on real life martial arts. Yeah. How do, we, how do y'all research that? How, how does that come about? Can y'all kind of explain that to the audience? Cool. You want to take it? Yeah, so like... Rakuten helps me be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. They have all things you need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, I get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals, like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. For God Punch, I know that you have a few different styles mm-hmm. that you want to put in there. Um, for me, I mean, we do the same type of research. So mm-hmm. um, it, it'll start with, okay, we got this character and we want them to fight like this. So we know nothing about that fighting style. We mm-hmm. got to go to Google. We got to go to YouTube. We got to go. It, like you said, it's a lot of research and it's a lot of digging because Google is vast. The internet is vast. You're not going to get the answer you need just by like the first couple of mm-hmm. links that That's pop right. up. So go through six, seven, eight pages on Google, find, you know, all the resources that you need, compile them uh, into like a notes app, which is what I normally do. And then study it. You know, you got to be, you got to respect the the craft enough to, when you want to pull something, it has to be authentic. Right. So um, yeah, for fighting styles, that's what we do. You know, um, go on Google, go on YouTube, mm-hmm. watch videos of fights, yeah. um, sword fighting, like Blade Titans has has a lot of swords and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I pull from real history. Like those swords are real in history. Um, and even the people who created the swords were real swordsmen. Uh, There's some mythological stuff behind there, right? But because that's not from where I'm from, you know, I got to go do the research. So... Um, yeah, that's just that's how it goes. It ain't easy. You can't just get out there and pick up a pen and decide. I tell you, just start hours. writing some shit. And nah. You get the idea. Yeah, quick, you get the right? ideas. You know, but like, if you want to do it right, you want to do it effectively. You know, like you got to do your homework. Like you really got to become a student of it, and and that process it teaches you to respect the craft. Mm-hmm. I got you. The idea is free, but the execution gonna take some work. That's that's, that's the important that's part. All. 
That's yeah. a bar. You can't you can't just execute for free. That's that that make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of want to get into the animation side of it some more yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it started off as a manga, right? For mm-hmm. God Punch and Blade Titans. So you're drawing these, just a lot of paneling, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about how do you take these comics and turn them into an actual anime. anime. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how you take this and bring it to life. Yes. So, uh, yes. So, like, the panels, what was good about, like, Japanese manga is that the way that the that you do paneling is different, like, like Patrick said, from how we do comics in the West, you know. Uh, the sequential art style is is different the way they tell stories is different so it's a lot easier to be like okay well for this scene like you know we had six or seven panels on this page just setting the scene like a character walking or something like that um and we'll pull those panels together and be like okay visualize how that sequence would look in an animated format so uh we have a creative creative director executive producer executive producer producer, um lamard who will do storyboard storyboarding? So take the panels from the comic and create basically like like I said storyboard. So they're it's like paneling, but it's the actual scenes. So, so it's, like it's like a sequential order of the scenes. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's a big sheet, uh, big document, and it'd be like you know, for example, for God Punch. Percy sitting on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. it's got description underneath of the, each of the uh, panels. Uh, for each scene and it may have storyboarding is interesting because you have to take into account how the camera's going to move and stuff like that so there's like arrows saying okay the, the camera's going to pan this way uh we're going to have this kind of music playing in the background there's a lot of little notes for each scene um so that the animators can easily decipher what's going on and then they can translate that into moving pictures so that's gotcha. So even with anime, so I didn't even know there was camera angles. Yeah, to go into this. I thought you know you might have just put it into a little program and then nah. it did what it did. So how does how do you actually animate something? So if it's two D animation, you know, like the way it looks like hand drawn, mm-hmm. right? That the the way that camera angles work is there is a camera in the program, but you know everything is two dimensional. It's not a three dimensional space where. Mm-hmm. Like if you watched uh, something like Despicable Me or something like that, that's all 3D. Mm-hmm. That's a 3D space. Everything is sculpted. The characters are sculpted. It's like working with clay, but in a program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actual cameras you can move around. Now for 2D animation, there is a camera, but it's always facing in one direction. Gotcha. Right? So the way that you can kind of, sometimes they mix them, right? So you'll have the characters will be two-dimensional and the backgrounds will be 3D, mm-hmm. right? You can put the 2D characters on top of a 3D model or something like that for the background. So if, you're, if your background is super complex or something like that and you need the camera to actually maybe pan around the whole character or something like that, you will have to draw all sides of the character moving around, but the background can be created three-dimensionally in a program or something like that. Okay. So um, there is ways to mix it. Um, there's some people don't like three D animation because sometimes it just doesn't mix well. It looked kind of wonky. I, I'm a I watched Attack on Titan. And, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. Like, it, I think it's like season two they tried that shit. And it would. It oh, was yeah, a couple scenes the, uh, where it looked kind of yeah. yeah. weird. Yeah, they three D. Yeah, that, now they're getting a lot better now that the technology is getting better. The 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 techniques that they're using to mix the the two D textures and stuff on top of three D objects is getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see, maybe if you've seen like Jujutsu Kaisen or something like that, 
a lot of their backgrounds are three-dimensional. They're not two-dimensional. Um, they're just painted over in the 2D style to make them look two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now, yeah. When it comes to animation, right, how many people are needed to animate something like that? Because I, I was telling y'all off camera, like I've heard stories of like the Japanese manga, uh, mm-hmm. the, the people that are animating these shows, how they work really long hours and yeah. it'll be like a team of maybe 10 people just sitting there drawing all day. Mm-hmm. How many people is it, does it take to bring these things to life? I would say it takes, you know, I mean, you could do it with one person. It's mm-hmm. just going to be a lot on that one person. Right. Um, ideally, you'd want to have like a pretty nice sized team so that everybody could share the workload and you know, everybody does different parts. Um, it can be done with one person. Do we recommend it? No. Nah. If you want it out in a timely fashion, no. definitely yeah. need a lot of hands because mm-hmm. um, you, people just don't understand how long and time consuming it is just to get something small like 30 seconds out. Yeah. Right? Like 30 seconds in time terms is like, okay, that's that's quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to understand that like animation is usually animated by frame, right? So 30 seconds is what? Like, it's 20 usually it's 24 frames per second so you do Sheesh. 30 times 24 that's how many frames go into 30 seconds you about to do the math <laughs> hey man where you got these big highlighter keys man off of Amazon they're bright 720 frames 720 frames 720 30 30 seconds different drawings yes Mm-hmm. Damn. Individual frames that they had to draw. And that's why a lot of animators like they'll charge like per second. So be like a hundred dollars a hundred dollars a second. Yeah. Really? hundred mm-hmm. a second. So it was, it could be it could be a lucrative field, which is, you know, ideally, you know, why we want to tap into it aside from like just wanna, you know, do our own stuff, but the money is there, you know, it's just, you know, getting the exposure, you know, getting the people by yeah. So I mean if you do the math, you know what I'm saying, like hundred dollars a second. Typical anime episode might run for like 22 minutes and 50 seconds. Then you got a 13 episode season. That's just one season. You over here with the calculator, calculator man? <laughs> well, what we got here? Because uh, you talking 100. 1370. 1300. 13, oh, fuck. 1370 uh, frames. Mm-hmm. The seconds. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's just for one episode. Mm hmm. Times a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. God damn. Now yeah. you gotta multiply that by like a 13, 13 episode season. Nigga, that's a million dollars off of what? Yeah. There? That's why a lot of studios um they don't really pay their animators like that because when the way it works in the industry is a studio will take on a project, right? Mm-hmm. And they operate in the red until they make that money back from how much it costs to create the anime. Mm-hmm. So a lot of studios, they, they operate like on the edge mm-hmm. of, you know, being in the negative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's why animators bear the brunt of the work uh, a lot of the time because they're the ones in charge of getting it out. Uh, you know, corners get cut sometimes because you got to get it out in you a specific deadlines. time for you got deadlines mm-hmm. and they may be working on multiple projects at one time. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. studios, if they're big enough, they have multiple teams that they designate for each project, but it's still just a ton of work. Yeah. You know, so 24 frames a second is mind blowing to me. I, I couldn't imagine like, mm-hmm. so like you're drawing basically each little increment of a movement, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. each increment. So now I kind of want to ask when it comes to having a team, right? 
Uh, we talk about SOPs sometimes on this podcast, like standard operating procedures. Mm -hmm. So whenever it comes to an animation style, is it a way or is there things that y'all put in place to make sure that it's consistent across the board? Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, your animation style may be different than yeah. somebody else's. So mm -hmm. how do you make sure that it looks consistent, especially in that team environment? I think for us, is all about team building a rapport and making sure that we work together. You know, like our animation department, they, you know, we'll get in the Discord one day and like all of them are just in there drawing, you know. Um, but they're also responsible for different things, you know, like somebody be working on backgrounds or another person might be, you know, working on characters, you know. Um, but the goal, even with them drawing, is to make sure that, like, okay, I understand his art style, he understands mine, you know, trying to be someone in the middle. They understand his art style since he's the one who's actually writing the characters out. You know, but that also comes from like him doing the character sheets too. Yeah. You know, so they know like, okay, like this is what this is supposed to look like. I have to keep on working until mine's look like this. Yeah, there's like every character that ends up in anime is gonna have a character sheet. So it's different expressions, different angles of the character. Um, that the animators can basically use as reference while they're doing the anime. Mm -hmm. um, and they also will do practice, right, and learn how to draw the characters consistently um, so that any anybody that's working on it, they're at least, it's at least close, right, yeah. throughout the entire the entirety of, you know, the animation process. But then at the end, there is a, a person or people that are called cleanup artists, and they, they'll come in and make sure that everything is very consistent. Like mm -hmm. all the lines are clean uh, and the characters look exactly the same mm -hmm. all the way throughout. So that's their job is to just like, once the frames are almost done, they're like in the, in the rough animation phase uh, and, and like they look pretty much done. Then somebody comes over and, and basically traces over the lines, makes them clean and stuff. So. Damn, this was up. So, okay. Just off of animations, you can make like, one million seven hundred thousand dollars just off of doing a, a full season for someone. Uh, I kind of want to get into the other ways that you can make money. Different as well. streams you know, of income. Mm -hmm. You talked about the plushies. You talked about the merch. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about video games and things like that. What do you guys see for a studio? Is it how do I say studio it? Maho. 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 Like my hope. Studio Maho. So, like, what are some of the streams that y'all are focusing on? Because I know at the beginning, you said, you know, you have to figure out what do you want your studio to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. For us, uh, the foundation of my whole, the manga, the books, you know, that's that that's what we want right there. Um, but aside from that, it's doing novels as well. So, taking, you know, the manga that we did, translating it to novel format, because now... I can get paid twice off just the same, same thing story. that I've already... Yeah, the same thing. Because some people might not want to see the pictures. So if you don't want to see the pictures, cool, I get to you in a book. You know? Mm -hmm. And so now I'm killing two birds with one stone because I don't have to write nothing new. All I got to do is take it from here and write it like that. And I get... Then I'm reducing the workload because I don't have to draw everything. You ain't got to draw nothing. All I got to do, copy, paste, edit, make sure it sound nice. So the books and then on top of that, of course, the animation as well. And then, I mean, the clothing, the plushies. Um, well, just merch in general. Yeah, just like, merchandise Because like, plushies would, would count just in the, in the merch. Yeah, in the merch, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, group, we got keychains, we got stickers, we do, you know, just like little stuff. Mm -hmm. um, any Anything that we can put our stuff on, yeah. you know, whether it's like, you know, canvas prints. 
mm-hmm. you know, pillows, just any anything, anything yep. in the merch room. We do that too. Um, we also stream. You know, we have a we have a streaming um, platform. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitch, mm-hmm. so we you know mm-hmm. play games and stuff like like just it doesn't even have to be related to what we're doing. It's just the the team yeah. is marketable too, right? Yeah. Uh, us as individuals are marketable. So um, us playing games on Twitch, you know, that's another stream of income. It's um, just trying to yeah. trying to do business, but it's trying to make sure that like we enjoy being here. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if if we are a studio and you know the primary goal is to produce like media, you know, what I'm saying like. Yeah, like creating content is fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, we're trying to we're trying to monetize it. We're trying to bring in revenue from it. Trying to bring in a significant amount of revenue from this, you know. But and the end of the day, we're just two guys, you know, that like to write and draw, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the foundation of it. So, have you guys been to some of the conventions and kind of spoken to some of those execs and figured out what's the timeline to become profitable? How much work did they actually have mm-hmm. to put in? It's hard really speaking to, like, execs because, I mean, this is a field that, like, not many people just, like, get off the ground, you know, from scratch or even try to attempt It's one of them old boys type industry, right? (laughs) Yeah. The shonens, they got that whole ecosystem. My granddaddy's granddaddy, you know, like, so trying to break into an industry like this, you know, like, for one, like, Sometimes I don't even feel like it, it was designed for us to break into, you know. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it's like you don't even know who to ask questions like this because now you competition, you know. No my one give you the game ain't free, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like who do you talk to? Like we've experienced so many bumps in the road just trying to figure this shit out, you know. And Can I you mean, highlight a few of those bumps, just like some of the things that you had to persevere through. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like. For the longest, he was the only artist, you know, until, you know, we got an assistant. And so with him being the only artist, it takes a lot to just get content out consistently, you know. And so for a while, it was just only a handful of us. So you got us trying to create content and then manage business operations as well, you know. So it's like, well, you know, Pat, I don't really have time to draw right now because we got to do do taxes, you know. Um, And so it's just stuff like that, you know, or like trying to, you know, go to different states for boots and things like that, you know, so we could try and, you know, touch like, you know, a different region of the country and you get rejected by a boot just because they don't know who you are. You're not big enough yet, you know? Like, those are just some of the things that we've been having to overcome. Like, when I tell you, like, a lot of the success that we've had comes from, like, unorthodox means. Like, I mean it, you know? Like... We've had to like sneak members in line, you know, with books, you know, to try and, you know, get them to talk to celebrities on our behalf, you know, and take pictures so we could try and build those connections. You know, like I said, me and this man, we got chased out of a convention because, you know, uh, some animators, you know, from a studio in Japan came to Dallas for a convention and we ended up sneaking one of them a copy, you know, like it's, it's stuff like that, you know, like when there's a will, there's a way, you know, but. It, it really has been an uphill battle. And I mean, I'm not complaining. We never do. But it is not easy. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, wearing all them hats yeah, <laughs> early yeah. on. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I draw. But, I, you know, I, I used to be, I used to, do, I did the, I did our website from scratch mm-hmm. on Squarespace. And I had to manage the website. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was also the person, I still am the person, one of the main people that ships out stuff. Yeah. Um, you know buying all the uh designing our our merch mm-hmm. um 
buying all of our merch, you know, cause, cause we don't get it all from one place. Yeah. Um, like we have different sellers we buy like mm-hmm. keychains from versus, you mm-hmm. know, the books and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, we're so grateful that our team has grown to the point where we're like, I don't have to wear those hats no more. I, don't, <laughs> I barely have to log into the website anymore. Right. We have somebody that does got that. do the website like, now. It's, yeah, now we got somebody in charge of fashion. I barely have to log into the mm-hmm. um, Teespring. Yeah, like, yeah. So what, what does it look like creating that company culture and getting that buy-in? What did y'all have to do to really get people to see that vision and then also to get them to constantly execute? Before they came on the team, they were fans, you know, because I mean, a lot of a lot of people want to be a part of something, you know, and when they see it, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, it's like, oh, this is great. I really want to be a part of this, you know, and so like, of course, you got to be selected. I mean, what company at this point? You can't just hire everybody to submit an application, you know, <laughs> you just take anybody. Exactly, you know, um. But to get them to buy into the culture, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I think I've always kind of had this gift where just people believe in some of the stuff that I say, some of the stuff that I do, because I got some crazy dreams and they think that it's something that's worth helping me chase after. Um, and so far, like, I've been extremely grateful, you know, would not be here without everybody, you know, but um, just creating that culture. It's really just, you know, kind of uh, making sure that everybody gets that rapport with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, you know, we like to stream video games, you know, stuff like that. So we'll be online, you know, playing video games, you know, like pull up a couple of drinks or whatever. And, you know, we just shooting the breeze or whatever, you know, or we travel to these different conventions together and we'll get an Airbnb, you know. So we all just hanging out, you know, cooking, you know, stuff like that. Playing it was like games. a retreat, it's but like it's still retreat, focused man. business. Yeah, we're we're really we're we're really family oriented, and that's the kind of brand, that's the kind of business that I wanted to create. So by me being that kind of person, like the team, they follow that lead, you know, and so we will real welcoming, you know, to to anybody that walks through those doors, you know, because they're always gonna have a say in who comes through. You know, I I, I never let anybody on that. You know, the team was like, I don't know about this pet. You know, so creating that culture is just by spending time together. And then we all have like mutual interests, you know. Everybody likes video games or like anime or like fashion. You know, we like, you know, going out, you know, cooking, things of that nature, you know. So off rip, we all have similar interests. And, you know, that's the foundation, you know, for us getting together. Yeah. Connecting outside of business talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But even during business talk, I mean, the way that our meetings and everything are structured is Mm -hmm. still very much like Mm -hmm. family oriented. You know, everybody gets to talk during the meeting. You know, you got something to say, raise your hand, say something. You know, it's not just the executives or the people at the top that are talking Mm -hmm. and everybody else just listen. You know, the the important thing for me is like everybody having a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're going to follow us on this crazy ass journey, then you got to say something what happens. And I, I always got an ear to listen. Gotcha. I love it, man. Like building out that culture is super important, Absolutely. especially like whenever it comes to a young company. I mean, we're ourselves. We're still a young company mm-hmm. and building culture is extremely important. I love that you guys have that with your team yeah. so that like as you continue to grow. They, they'll continue to have that buy-in. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask this question. Um, for these people, is it like salary type stuff or mm-hmm. is it, hey, okay, we're going to throw you some equity this way? Because I know a lot of times mm-hmm. in our community, people are like to shy away from the idea of offering equity and it's as a form of compensation. Mm-hmm. 
100%, bro, not going to lie to you right here. Everybody is voluntary right now. Huh. Straight like, up. Straight up voluntary. Like, Either volunteer or pro bono. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. But that's, that's believing like, in the vision. That's yeah, people that's why I, I would give anything to like be able to like handsomely pay them right now. But I mean, you're getting it up, like yeah, it, yeah. and, and, and I'm almost there. Yeah, and yeah. everybody, everybody understands, like, okay, like, and the studio ain't even two years old, you know, barely a year, barely a year, just made a year in July, you know, and so they believe in it, they want to work here forever, full time. They, you know, I already said, hey, I'm gonna work here. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. And so it's a team full of go getters. It's a team that believes in the vision and what we putting out. And I mean. That motivates me to work harder, you know? So, with that being said, like... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's what's some things on the cusp? How are y'all are y'all gonna start taking on projects for people so y'all can start getting this hundred dollars a yeah. second type <laughs> shit? Hundred dollars a second, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have been exploring like some commissions. Um, of course, you know we're gonna make sure we get all that in writing, so it's you know it's contractual. Right now, we're working on you know our first you know pilot project you know for God Punch you know that we're doing in house you know and the importance of that is you know having work to show other people so that they want to come and you know do work with you. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know like, man, we've been working on God Punch for a while, so like we really want to get this out, man. We got voice actors, you know, like we we really you know went all out to try and make this project a success. But yeah, eventually we're going to get to a point that, you know, we are going to start accepting commissions and, and, and larger projects. But right now, we're working Focus on this on first one. Y'all content yeah, we're working mm-hmm. on this first one. And like, once we get that first one, hey, man, it's up. So when can we expect to see the see God punch? The first one? Um, I know animation, they're quite literally working on it right now as we speak. Uh, I know a while ago they told me they want to try and shoot for like end of November around like Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the business of rushing them. I want it to look good. I emphasize a healthy work-life balance. So I want them to, you know, be able to be comfortable and not, you know, really fret or stress about it. So I'll tap back in with them November. We meet bi-weekly to talk about the project anyway. So they fill me in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. November, we'll get an update. If it's ready, cool. If not, I'd say probably around like January, we can expect something. Okay. And where can people go to just keep updated on all of that? What's the website? So our website is www.studiomaho.com. That's M-A-H-O. Um, and that's where you can check us out, you know, check out our projects. You can read God Punch Blade Times for free. You can learn a little bit more about the team. Uh, some of the things that we've done, some of the places that we're preparing to travel to in the future. We're trying to go on tour as well, you know. We'll uh, try. We do. Oh, we do, we do. We're going to uh, mm-hmm. we're going to Atlanta end of this month, Halloween weekend for a convention, and we're not on no business. You know, we can go out there, you know, just to kind of get away and you know be a fan for for once in a while. You know, because we we haven't traveled anywhere as fans in a long time. Actually, we still gonna trap out the backpack though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go back to, we going back to the roots. You know, Granny say no, forget where you come from. So we are gonna bring the backpack and we gonna you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, 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 
So for anybody that wants to get a hand on a physical copy, can they also get it at the studio on my whole website? Yes, sir. That's where you can buy our books, mm-hmm. keychains. Every once in a while, we do like raffles and giveaways on there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has Dr. a link Silver to our shirt. yeah, it has a link to our merch mm-hmm. site, which is through Teespring. So yeah. all of our t-shirts and yeah. um, mugs, canvas prints. Yeah, posters. we'll have some information like about our Kickstarter as well to like help fund the animation project a little more. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean. I named Studio Maho, Maho Japanese for magic. Slogan is where the magic happens. So we trying to give you some quality animation. Again, I don't want you to like it just because it's black. I want you to like it because it's good. Mm-hmm. Being black, ice on top of the cake. I love it's got to it. be I undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. I love it. You're going to feel it. So look, we're going we're gonna to get into a few of our closing segues. questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you go first. Dave. All right, so... My favorite question to ask everybody. Right. What's a personal finance tip or principle that you live by that you like to share with others? Personal finance tip or principle? Hmm. I don't know if protecting your content counts or protecting your brand or your business. Does that count? I don't know. Hmm. Protecting your assets. Protecting your assets. Yeah. Um, get your real good lawyer. <laughs> don't pull no don't pull you don't pull no strings on your attorney, man. Um me, I like to emphasize just like, protecting your business. Even, you know what I'm saying, when we were in the process of becoming like an official business, I reached out to my attorney. I was like, hey, like, okay, let's take this to the next level. Like, all right, we need to copyright some stuff. We need to get this LLC. We need to be official, you know, and she took care of all that for us. Um, just make sure you got everything in place. Make sure your eyes and your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed before you start putting stuff out there because people are hateful and they will take your ideas. Do not leave your business vulnerable. Yeah, for me, uh, definitely document every everything that you <laughs> that you buy as document a business. And keep copies. Uh, if you buy anything, if you, you just go to lunch on business, that counts. You know, like Facts. just literally document everything. Like I think we just recently got into using like spreadsheets and stuff just to be really diligent about everything mm-hmm. because we may just be on a trip, but. You know, claim them deductions. Claim all them things that you can put on your taxes. You know, so um, yeah, I, I would say definitely be real diligent about your expenses because that is very important at the end of the day. That's a fact, man. As uh, as Carter told us on what it was, episode one seventy eight nine or seventy seven one and two. Um, but taxes are like one of the biggest expenses of our lives, and mm-hmm. being business owners. Is one of the easiest ways that we can lower our tax liability. Like, just the things you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You can write off dinners with y- all of y'all. Y'all going yep. on this trip. That's a write-off, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all may be going to be a fans as part of it, but as long as y'all discussing business and y'all working on it, uh, y'all go in on a Friday and leave on a Monday, as he taught us on that episode, you can wrap the whole weekend, yeah. the plane tickets, the the Airbnb, yeah. all these things can be tax deductible. So I do appreciate you mentioning that because y'all know we ain't trying to give Uncle Sam no more money than we already gave him. <laughs> take enough first, I'm telling yeah. you, man, I be looking at my check a little hot. I be like, hey, bro, you ain't come <laughs> sit down and work with me. I ain't gonna lie, I'm working as I I be in front of a computer 60 hours a week, bro. Yo. And y'all just come in here like, you could take a fourth of my shit, though. Right. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jalen, your questions, my dog? Uh, I'm 
trying to remember my first question. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm fucking up, man. Damn, boy, the tequila yeah. done got yeah. you. There you go. He's sitting sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Paul Wall right now. <laughs> so I know my my last my last two questions. Okay. Sorry, audience. We're just gonna skip this one for right now. Uh, the my second question I normally always ask is. What is a way that you're building wealth to leave a legacy for your family? The idea for us is to continue to grow each individual department. Like I told you, like we got fashion and merch, you know, we got the manga, um, we got the animation as well. The idea is to produce significant amounts of income from all three of those because at the end of the day, it's all under one umbrella. You know, if I can make six or seven figures from all of those, I mean, that all come to us, you know, because it's all Studio Maho, you know. So the idea is to create six, seven-figure, you know, industries out of everything that we're trying to do under the Maho umbrella and just continue to pass that down to our kids, you know. Because once it's gone and once it's established, money going to make itself because there's a need for the content. There's a need for what we're trying to do. Yeah, the as long as there's, to grow. Yeah, yeah, and as long as there's a demand for it, you know, like getting established is the hard part. Yeah. Once you establish, hey man, we just gonna keep on passing it down. The goal is to become immortal, you know. And I know I'm not gonna be here for for forever, but as long as something that I've built is here, I'll never die. I love it. So I'm going to let you answer that. You kind of segue into that last one. Okay. I also remember the first one. So yeah. We're good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like Patrick said, like a lot of our the other streams of income will really just go sit in the bank account for the most part because, yeah, to get reinvested into those businesses. But once we're established, like the main streams of income will, will make more than enough for the for the business to thrive. Those other streams are just here for, you know, residual assets here and there. Um, and also, we, we talked about this recently, that we may, you know, explore the idea of a, of a parent company, you know, um, that, you know, if we ever decide to branch out into any other mm-hmm. significant business ventures, they're all under one yep. parent company that we own. So that's dope that's dope okay so I'll, dump, I'll jump back to the first right. question yeah. okay. the first question is are you frugal or are you a flexer <laughs> man I, I'm, I'm a flex I ain't even gonna hold you you know um, I mean flex responsibly you know that's that's my thing I mean, I ain't never been, you know, with them big old diamond chains, you know, stuff like that. Like, they ain't never I don't been. I need the bus down. They, right? No, they ain't never been me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to be subtle, you know, but that's just my own personal style, you know. But I mean, like, I grew up in the cash money era as a kid, you know, watching Birdman Manny Fresh and all them videos, you know. Um, my daddy was a stoner too, you know. So, I mean, I kind of grew up watching that and, you know, wanting to be that, but I also recognize the importance of living within your means and you know sometimes living below your means so that you you know can retain you know most money that you possibly can so it's, it's, it's doing within reason but I mean I like to dress nice I like to look nice I like to keep myself up you know I like to treat myself to nice things because I didn't necessarily have them when I was younger you know like yeah you know, daddy was a stunner it don't mean he was mine you know um but I just like to take care of myself man uh, to me you know I guess I never really considered it being a flex. I just considered it, you know, all a part of self-care. You know, you look good, you feel good. And for me, when I feel good, I'm able to operate at my best. Okay, then. Coach Prime. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm low key the same way. I mean, I like I like to look nice and stuff too. Um, I don't. It, we we flex in different ways. We do. Yeah, we flex in different ways. Like I think. Pastor, you like like you really like shoes. I love you know? shoes. There's like we have like certain things that we'll flex mm-hmm. on. You know, um, mine is my equipment. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got to make sure I got like the best Dexter's equipment. lab up in his office, <laughs> man. Like you walking in like NASA or something, bro. Like so, I, I like so I'm I'm a PC gamer, so I gotta I gotta make sure my equipment is like you know mm-hmm. tip top. I just recently like upgraded my my setup and everything. Um, not I didn't do nothing super crazy. You know I didn't I ain't blow. Thousands of dollars on it or anything. You, know? you talk to I his still, equipment; it just come to life like a transformer. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Nothing that crazy. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person like I, I'll upgrade things, you know, one at a time. You know, I'm not going to upgrade everything at once. Yeah. I got uh, a nice new setup because that benefits me as a person that works at that workstation all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked nice too, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, it's like, like he said, it's like flexing within reason. You yeah. know. Uh, I like my stuff to look good. I like myself to look good. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do. I am smart with my money. You know, yeah. um, they say, you know, if you can't, if you can't pay for it twice, you know, you, you probably shouldn't be buying you it. You shouldn't so, be buying it. Yeah. yeah. Also, as a face of a company, it's important to look good. Yeah. You know, um, if you're going to be the one out there, you know, on camera, you're going to be the one talking. It's important to keep yourself up, you know, and everybody want to do business with you. You out here looking raggedy, you know, you got the. Big old 90 Steve Harvey suits on, you know. <laughs> you know, you look like you just got drafted in 04 to the NBA with them big old seven button suits on, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't be, yeah, you can't like be out here down bad, man. But it's, it's, it's doing it within reason, man. That's a bet. So, my last question, okay. like I said, the, the, the second. Yeah. The first, <laughs> you talked about not being here forever. So, my last question to every guest is always, do you have life insurance? Yes. I got it through my job, and then I also have a policy outside of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a bit. I believe I do. So I still live with my parents. Okay. So um, I want to say that I, I do have life insurance. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Well, yeah. I need you to double check. I'm going yeah. to double check. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty you can sure. Always, you can, we like to educate. You can always get term, which is basically renting life insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do that for 20 to 30 years. Or How old are you right now? 26. 26. Like, you're in prime years to get... Uh, a whole life policy at a really low rate yeah. and you can know you can build equity into that uh policy so i definitely say just look into that see what it looks like see what some of those rates is yeah. i know i got like $250,000 worth of life insurance mm-hmm. it's like 27 28 bucks yeah. a month so hey it's always and we just learned about some shit called return of premium policies. Mm. It was just kind of hard, bro. Yeah. So like you, it's a little bit more expensive. It's not gonna be twenty bucks. It might be like seventy. Okay. But at the end of the term, if you don't die, you get your money back. Yeah. So say like you was paying seventy bucks a month mm-hmm. for twenty years. That's like almost twenty bands. That yeah. you'll get back 20 years from now just for not dying. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good a good return. I'll take that. I go straight to the gym. Go straight to the Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's the case, you talk about life insurance, man. Look, I work in healthcare as well. Get you some advanced directors. Get you a living will. Make sure your family taken care of. You know, make sure they know what your wishes are. You pass away because we don't need all that confusion at the hospital. People fighting. We don't know who getting what. You know, the like, worst. Ten that's, families that's, apart. Ten families it. apart. Mm-hmm. Man, get you, get you, get your advanced directives together. I love it. I love it. And if y'all need more about that, go listen to our episode with Lily and Kenshore. I don't remember what episode. One hundred nine. 
I'm lying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he said it was coming. <laughs> 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 I'm like, okay, yeah, right, yeah. This, this nigga knows some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's around know. that area, though. I know it is around the name that. The episode is uh, "Wealth Is Intentional." Yes, there we go. With Lily and Kinchor, and we talk about uh, estate planning, some of the documents that you need, like uh, Patrick just uh, alluded to, so you can keep some of that uh, confusion from. Whenever you do pass, because we all have an expiration date. We don't know when it is, but we all got one. So mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up. Oh, yeah, brother. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and can y'all please, you guys something? Yeah, I was going to thank you for coming on to the oh, show, no, man. man. Thank you for day. I want to appreciate yeah. y'all coming out, man. Definitely coming out to Dallas, uh, educating us on the animation game. Learn, I learned a lot this episode about the Anime yeah. Studio. And uh, as Jalen was about to get into, if anybody wants to tap in with y'all personally, follow you guys. Or, um, again, Fair support warning. the studio. This nigga Pat is crazy on Twitter. Oh, Y'all man. I ain't, I ain't the man I used to be, man. I done, I done calmed down. I mean, how, many how, many pro- how many profiles have been deactivated, <laughs> man? a lot. A lot. A lot. But I was, I was hell on wall. Hold on, man. One second. You can't talk too much. You got got about three times. Yeah. I got got once, like, um, really out the paint. Yeah. But I have been like deactivated. Hey, you talking about my Twitter? I know that man off the off the podcast. I know him in real life. <laughs> I know him for real. Y'all don't know him like how I know him. Uh, <laughs> I've seen him man many times creeping through them apartment. Wait a minute! <laughs> no, I ain't trying to call the time out. Oh, you want to call time out now? I'm talking about stuff that was public records, man. <laughs> oh, my man, <laughs> man Jalen. What can they follow y'all What can they keep up dog Yeah 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 Uh, Please most importantly um, Check out the website www.studiomaho.com Again that's M-A-H-O Studio Maho That is all one word You could follow us on Twitter At Studio Maho IG at Official Studio Maho Um, My business email is pthomas at studiomaho.com If you want to communicate after this um, but yeah, that, that, that's where you can read us primarily, man. Please just check out the website, check out the things that we have to offer because we're here to stay. Yep. And um, yeah, like I said, follow the website, follow the Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a TikTok now. We got TikTok. Yeah, TikTok we got is Twitch, uh, like a f- st- no Studio My Whole official. Yeah, Studio My Whole on official. TikTok. Um, yeah, if you like gaming, you want to see us just hanging out and just you know outside of the content itself. Um, Follow Studio Maho Gaming on on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to hit affiliate, so yep, yep. Get, get our followers up. Um, you can follow me, uh, Kokujin Creates, K O K U J I N Creates, but with a K on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, I'm Yin underscore Designs. Um, and yeah, that's that's yeah. it. Yeah. So you want to put out your personal Twitter? Oh no, I don't. I don't mind, man. Like, you ain't probably gonna be here too long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, my official, uh, my official, my my IG is uh, Honorable Gumbo, um, and my Twitter is Gumbo the Goon. So, yo, I got personality outside of this and stuff, man. So I try, I, I, I try to behave on that, man. But that ain't never no fun. That's that's because you got PR now. So. I got PR, yeah. you know. And they ain't never can't no be too wild. Yeah, I be running away from them. So, see if you have to rain you. Maybe have to rain me in. Yeah, I be running away from them. You can't say that. You can't say that. You can't take that down. Man, you ain't no fun, man. But yeah, um, please check us out, man. It's been an honor to be here. Thank y'all for having us. Yes, appreciate it, brother. All the listeners, if y'all into anime, y'all make sure y'all go get the manga. Y'all be on the lookout. 
for the actual anime that's gonna be dropping of God Punch. I need y'all to do that. Um, I'm gonna be tapped in. You already know. I already know it. And we're gonna get into some house cleaning uh, of our own. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the listeners, week in, week out. Thank y'all for you know helping us get to where we are. Once again, we are all on Revolt Podcast Network. I want y'all to help us get to the number one show right now. Carisha, please, is killing us. <laughs> but I understand it's Young Miami. She, she's great, and I want to commend her for what she's doing. But we need that number one show. I want her. I want everybody to know that what we do, we take our. Uh, content serious as well we make sure that we put out the best content get the best guests and try to do this week in and week out for you guys so once again please leave that five star rating and review if you're on twitter uh if you're on youtube i need you to click that subscribe button i need you to hit that little noti bell leave me a thumbs up and drop us a comment what you got david and look you already know i'm coming black men summit i need you in the building you're a black man Make sure you tap in with us. Come be in the building. October twenty second, Saturday. If you cannot be there, go to the website blackmensummit.com and grab you a virtual ticket. We look forward to creating something that's. I don't even know what word I want to use to describe it, but it's going to be something that's the culture's never seen before. So it, it, it's going to be something very magical. It's going to be something that is much needed, something that our community has been lacking. So um, we're bringing brothers together from all walks of life. Come dress your best. We're going to be looking good, smelling good. We're going to be out here to really just empower one another. Iron sharpens iron, and that's what we're going to be doing with this summit. So. Once again, this is for all the brothers. We're creating a safe space for us. If you feel like you haven't been heard, if you feel like you've been tossed to the side, come to this environment. We're going to make sure that we all walk out of this feeling empowered, feeling refreshed, and feeling like we're about to go ahead and change the legacy for black men in our community. Let's build something special. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's all for me. Uh, So on that note, y'all, until next time, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.